This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton Global Youth Program. Welcome to Future of the Business World, the podcast that brings you innovation and inspiration through the stories of teenage entrepreneurs. I'm Diana Drake of the Wharton Global Youth Program at the Wharton School, University of Pennsylvania. Each month on Future of the Business World, we explore all kinds of business and finance themes, from app development in Silicon Valley to microloans in Vietnam. The young entrepreneurs behind these endeavors are commercially creative, sharp, and devoted to social and systemic change. Today's guests, joining us for our 20th episode of the show, have a unique perspective on product development and saving our planet. What could be better as we celebrate Earth Day in the U.S.? Divya Sijwali and Parth Puri are the founders of Tyron, an e-commerce business based in India that sells sandals, slippers, and flip-flops made from used tires. They say their shoes are not only comfortable and stylish, but also sustainable and eco-friendly. So you can wear them with a clean conscience while taking an environmentally aware step toward a better future. Divya and Parth, it's great to meet both of you. Hi, Diana. Nice to meet you. Thanks for inviting us on the show. Thank you, Diana. I'm happy to be here. I logged onto your website a few days ago, and in big letters, it directed me to find my soulmate, S-O-L-E. So I'm hooked. (laughs) Tell me more about Tyron, your fashion footwear brand. How did you come up with the idea, and what exactly do you sell? Divya, you want to go first? Definitely. Thank you. So first of all, we love the fact that you loved our title, Find Your Soulmate, S-O-L-E, Mate. Um, we tried way too hard to get that right. Um, so jumping into Tyrone directly, uh, it is a fashion footwear brand that produces quality footwear out of old and discarded tires. And our mission essentially is to create quality, sustainable products that are fashionable and practical, that reduce exploitation of natural raw materials, and at the same time, provide employment opportunities to the marginalized section of the society. Coming to the question, how we exactly came up with the business idea. So here's the thing. I always wanted to do something in the field of business ever since I was eight years old, right? And I have grown up watching Shark Tank. And on top of it, the pandemic gave me a lot of time to explore my interest and learn more about uh, taking various courses and participating in different competitions, which are essentially all about business, right? And after coming to high school, I started looking for more business opportunities, something that we can sort of catch and then make a business on. And guess what? Then the pandemic came to our rescue. You see, the pandemic has made most of us lazy at home, right? And it was during those times when nobody at my home would want to wear something fancy. It was also during the same time when being at home made me realize that I only had sneakers and that I did not have any comfortable footwear like slippers to walk around in my home. And boom. There was our business idea that was producing attractive and environment-friendly footwear that was sustainable, fashion, and most importantly, comfortable. Great. What a good story. And I want to break that down a little bit and and look at some parts of that. First, the fashion. Parth, I'm going to go to you for fashion. So your line features some fun signature sandals like Black Comet and Night Blossoms. 
Can you describe the creative design process? How did you appeal to the fashionistas out there? So we have a small community of cobblers that we work with. And Divya and the cobblers are directly involved in the designing process. She works on the designs and sketches and the cobblers help to bring those designs to life. In order to diversify our design range, we also took the help of Aspid Attack survivors from Shiro's Hangouts. And in order to appeal to fashionistas, we worked very hard on our website. We have tried to make our website as attractive and eye-catchy as possible. And as you mentioned in the start of the conversation, the term find your soulmate, S-O-L-E, appears on, when it appears on your screen, it is almost impossible to log out of the website without exploring more. And I think that has played a crucial role for us to connect with our consumers. And just the essence of a brand to have its own website sort of creates a sense of quality and authenticity in the mind of the consumers. So let me stick on the website for a minute because your sweet spot is really technology, right? So has that been your labor of love is making sure that the tech looks great? So I have been involved in the whole designing process of the website. I designed it from the very scratch. I have managed the whole process and automated the backend. So all the shipping that actually happens is completely automated right now. So it's the part of technology that really triggers me. And that's how I'm involved in this business. Why use discarded tires to make your footwear? What is eco-conscious consumption? I saw that term on your website. And why is it so important to you? Divya, can you talk a little bit about the recycling and, and the upcycling and all of those terminology? So the primary reason for using discarded tires was that it was relatively cheaper, right? So we thought that we would be able to accommodate discarded tires into our footwear and we'll be able to cut down on cost and also bring an angle of sustainability to our product. I'd also like to highlight that we collect most of our tires from different dump yards, where in some dump yards you would have to pay a little and which is just some nominal amount. And in some dump yards, we're also getting it for free. So it made a lot of sense for us to actually pick tires and make something out of it. Because in hindsight, we have saved a lot of money just by smartly procuring our raw materials. Now coming to uh, the second part of the question. So I'd like to just start by saying that upcycling is at the heart of all we do. And I'd also like to pop in and, you know, highlight the difference between um, upcycling and recycling. So recycling essentially involves the destruction of waste in order to create something new, whereas upcycling takes waste and creates something new from it in its current stage. So we upcycle leftover rubbers from old tires, from belts and rubber mats into soles for our shoes without using any chemical treatments. So we have dabbled in upcycling cork and we combine it with locally and ethically obtained raw materials like jute, cotton to make extremely comfortable and sustainable footwear. There was another thing that you asked in this question about eco-conscious consumption. And what that essentially means is that it is sort of a social movement that is based around increased awareness of impact of purchasing decision on the environment and consumer health and life in general. And why we sort of 
have mentioned this word in our website is because we strongly believe that there are radicalists out there who believe in the importance of sustainability in all aspects of life and are willing to spare a little extra for the benefit of the environment. And there are also people who believe in saving the environment, reducing global uh, warming and their carbon footprints just by spending a little extra. So we definitely thought that, you know, we should target these people. And that's why those terminologies and those words are found on our website. Can you talk a little bit about the infrastructure in India? Is it supportive of this eco-conscious recycling, upcycling type of environment? Definitely. I would definitely say it's supportive. We have received a lot of support from different educational institutions in India, right? So essentially what we do is whenever we come up with any new footwear, we send it to different educationalists. And we remember sending our footwear to one of the schools in Delhi. And the principal was just amazed by what we were doing. And they decided to order 15 slippers in bulk from us. So I definitely say that the infrastructure is supportive. And I think people are becoming conscious these days. And they want to do something for the environment. I would definitely believe that that supportive space is growing, growing every day. So it looks as though a really important part of your business model is this use of small scale cobblers to actually make your products. Who is actually crafting Tyron shoes? And is your use of local cobblers related to community economic development and empowerment in India? Parth, you want to take that one? So to answer this question, I'd like to highlight that the major force behind Tyron are the cobblers. Cobblers are often exploited by retailers and wholesalers while battling socioeconomic realities. These shoemakers are forced into a vicious cycle of debt. And as the pandemic hit, the pandemic further worsened the situation. It was heartbreaking for us to see the deplorable conditions of people who lost their livelihoods and that that's exactly why we wanted to do something for them and something for the society and thus at Tyron we made the conscious choice of addressing their issues and we ensure that the talent of the cobblers and their ingenuity is duly rewarded so that they become financially capable of establishing a prosperous community of their own. Great. So you're making sure, in other words, that you're paying them a fair wage and that they aren't being taken advantage of. Right. And I would also like to highlight that with the cobblers, we just don't pay them according to the number of units that they produce. But also we have a monthly wage set for them, which is nearly around 500 rupees so that they are always with us. And, you know, in these worst conditions, they always have a source to rely on. With the use of unconventional materials and small-scale cobblers, how do you ensure that you are getting a quality product? Parth, do you want to talk a little bit about quality management? Right. So um, I personally believe that for any small business, it is important for it to stand out of the crowd. And uh, this is the ideology that we followed with Tyron as well. And we wanted to do something out of the way that no other brand was doing. And therefore, we tried to look for options that could set us apart. And we went ahead and tried to use tires. 
and as the question is posed it might not be for all businesses but this new take really worked for us and all of the team here made be us designing the slippers or the cobblers the whole idea of using tires was a new bit to deal with but after three hideous looking prototypes we were finally able to create the footwear we wanted to sell very nice and i love the way that that it looks on the website they the designs are beautiful do you guys have a favorite divya do you have a favorite black comet candy stripes night blossoms which one is yours I'd say it will be candy stripes because I personally designed those, so I have a personal bias towards them. <laughs> How about you, Parth? Do you have a favorite on there? I agree with Divya too because it was like one of our first footwears that we ever designed, and also like those are made up of a completely different material as such. So they are in the top of my list. All right, great. So how much do your shoes actually cost and how did you guys determine a price point? And I'm wondering too, if your business is profit-driven as well as planet-driven. Um, so our slippers cost in the range of $9 to $12. We determined the price point after taking into consideration the cost of raw materials, the cost of labor, and our share of profit. And as Part already spoke about this particular point before, I'd like to highlight it again that all of our cobblers do get a base salary every month, regardless of the number of orders they complete with us, and their base salary essentially comes from the profit. Um, and to answer the second part of it, I definitely say that right now we are more of planet driven, because one question that a lot of people have asked us is that would we want to switch to automation? And our answer has been no, because we strongly believe in building a community of cobblers who can sort of have their, uh, you know, stable income and stable livelihood. And that's why at this point we're not even thinking of you know, going to automation, all, all that we're thinking right now is to have a successful community of cobblers and enter into bulk production with them. So at this moment, it's definitely planet driven. Great. I'm, I'm really interested to hear more about each of you and how you divide up your responsibilities with Tyron. Divya, you first. You're 17 and born in India, though you spent some 10 years in South Africa and Tanzania. You describe yourself as a passionate young activist who believes in bringing change in society. How have your experiences prepared you for entrepreneurial endeavors and what do you bring to the business? Lovely question. So growing up in South Africa and Tanzania, I was constantly told one thing that if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And I've also heard this phrase called Umuntu Gumuntu Gambadu, which essentially means a person is a person because of other people. And that's why collaboration is and will always be one of the most essential principles for me, because the aggregate is always greater than the individual. And I feel I have learned so much more when I have worked in a group rather than just working alone. And that's why you'll always find me working in a team, be it for our Venture Tyron or our social service project, Project Sepati, where we strive very hard to provide employment opportunities to the Astrotag survivors and the members of the LGBTQI community. 
Um, and coming to the second part of the question as to what I bring to the business, I'd like to highlight that I've always been very proactive in taking part in different business competitions, different business hackathons, which have ultimately deepened my interest in this field. So I definitely bring in a lot of passion and the ability to ideate and solve problems. And I've also uh, realized the importance of networking. So essentially in any competition, any forum, any platform, you'll just find me networking because that has sort of been extremely helpful for our venture because we do need somebody in our court who can sort of help us promote our products. And my networking skills and, and the people that I've known uh, through different competitions have definitely helped us not only by like guiding us, but but also uh, by, um, you know, motivating other people to sort of buy our products and take interest uh, in what Tyron has to do and offer. Parth, how about you? So you're 16 and a student at Tagore International School in New Delhi, India. You're deeply interested in science, technology and entrepreneurship. Tell us how you connected with Divya. We'd love to know how you guys know each other and what you feel you bring to Tyron by way of skills and expertise. I know you talked a little bit about your computer skills, but maybe you can add to that. Right. So I actually know Divya for quite some time now. We have been friends since the sixth grade and we have spent a lot of time together. The turning point was back in 2020 when we went from being friends to becoming business partners. We started Project Sepati together, where we helped students belonging to economically weaker sections of the society to learn soft skills and carry out the learning during the pandemic. And I think so my experience at Sepati and my skills of communication, coding, designing and marketing together played a crucial role to build Tyron. As I mentioned before, I designed Tyron's website from scratch, um, giving our business an online presence. I automated our shipping process operations. I managed our Instagram page where we connected with most of our initial customers. And I feel these add-ons to the business has really helped us sell our products to the people who were looking for it. So let's talk about the broader message here. You know, I talked at the beginning about how you say that your shoes are not only comfortable and stylish, but also sustainable and eco-friendly and help people walk toward a better future. Why should all of us, and especially other high school students, understand and embrace your business model? We strongly believe that the idea of Tyron is feasible and viable in all ways, be it practically, socially, and uh, financially, and it is cheaper than most fashion footwear brands. Uh, while you can, you know, just order any of us uh, uh, footwear just by tap of your finger, it's environment friendly. Plus, it's comfortable to wear every day, and that's why I think people should embrace our business model. And I would also like to add on that the whole idea of sustainability, as we are moving closer and closer towards a planet which is like dying today, we really need to conserve it. And as the younger generation, we are in the process of growing, we're seeing the planet die. And therefore, we have the opportunity to inculcate those good habits into our daily lives. And we can start small with just buying a footwear from Tyron or maybe just starting your own sustainable journey. And I think so as we all would 
carry on to do that, we would be able to create a larger impact in the future and also preserve the, our future generations. What do you guys see is next for Tyron? What are your aspirations for your business? We would love to start working on a unisex footwear and diversify our product ranges to wallets, wall decors, and keyrings, and also um, sell our products on e-commerce giants such as Mintra, Amazon, and Flipkart. And I think I might have already mentioned it earlier that we would love to expand our cobbler network and enter into bulk production that would help us cut down on our manufacturing costs. And we would also like to see people inculcate Tyron in their daily lives and also to see Tyron footwear in fashion shows and people embracing in embracing sustainable fashion. Well, I wish you the best of luck with that. So one question I like to ask all my guests on Future of the Business World is if you could change one thing in the world, what would it be? Divya, you want to go first? Definitely. So... I would love to change the emphasis on book knowledge. At least in Indian education system, one is good to go as long as they can cram some book content. But I strongly feel that it's literally the hands-on experience that matters in life. And that's why I would love to change the emphasis on bookish knowledge and traditional teaching. Parth, how would you answer that question? I'm in 100% agreement with Divya. And this is one thing that impacts every single child in India. And I think so that the hands-on approach can really help one develop their soft skills, develop their communication skills. And learn so much out of the textbook and what they can do outside this textbook world and in the practical world. And um, most of the experiences that I have gained are through my hands-on work. And I guess every single child should be given the opportunity to do so. Let's wrap up with our lightning round. So I'm going to just throw these questions at you quickly and answer them as quickly as you can. Why don't you just both go ahead and answer them? Okay. And Divya, you go first and then Parth. What is one thing we'd find you doing when you're not selling tire-inspired shoes? Watching Shark Tank episodes and playing tennis reading and answering questions on Quora or just hanging out at the GitHub community. Something about India that you want everyone to know. That about 70% of world spices come from India. It's a hub of cultural diversity. You experience a completely different world here. In a few words, how has the pandemic changed you? It has made me more self-sufficient and it has actually taught me how to hone my time management skills. I've actually explored myself and what things I really would like to do and also network with some great people. Finish this sentence. In 10 years, our planet will be... In a dire and a desperate need for us to stop living in our own selfish ways. We'll be filled with people who desire to change this world. If you could invite one business person to lunch, who would it be and why? I would definitely want to have lunch with Inja Nui, the former chairperson and chief executive officer at PepsiCo. She 
is an expert listener. This is something that I've heard from everyone, you know. She listened to her peers, her subordinates, and the company's customers. And in one of the articles on her LinkedIn, she mentioned that there are always people with ideas for how we can do things differently, ideas that we might not want to hear. So I definitely want to know if there's any idea or advice she got from someone that really changed her life. I would like to have lunch with Elon Musk. Because I feel that I have a lot to learn from his ideas and accomplishments. And I believe in his radicalistic take towards sustainability. And also who wouldn't want to rob the richest person in the world of some of his time? <laughs> Good point. Divya Parth, thank you so much for joining us on Future of the Business World. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much, Ms. Diana, for giving us this opportunity. Discover more opportunities for high school students and educators at globalyouth.wharton.upenn.edu.